Bloodline Sports. Anything and everything sports talk between family. After all, it's all relative. Welcome again. This is Bloodline Sports. Unlucky 13. That's right. It is our 13th episode where we will talk anything and everything sports. We hope you enjoy it as we are going to enjoy bringing it to you. As always, I am the Juice, and across from me is my partner, the DOS Man. The DOS Man. All right. Are you excited? Oh, yeah. Cool, man. Finally, Another episode. Finally into the teens. Yeah, we got the 13. Yeah, unlucky 13. <laughs> Hopefully it ain't Not unlucky. a really good lucky number for some people, but uh, you know what? Let's yeah, just, that's we're, we're just, just We're just going to roll with it, and hopefully it'll bring us uh, good vibes, good luck. Yes, and let's just get right into let's it. Let's get right into it. All right, man. You wanted to start with MLB, so let's do it. All right. What we got? Well, we're going to do a quick rundown of the standings to start off. Okay. So, starting off in the American League, in the AL East, the Rays currently lead at 57-35. and 35. They've actually been on a little bit of a slump these last 10 games. Really? 3-7 and seven in wow. their last 10. 3-7. and seven. Wow. Yes. Man, that that's uh that's crazy for them this year. Yep. Yes. Second right. place, we got the amazing Orioles, as I'm going to call them, uh-huh. at fifty three and thirty five. They're two games behind Tampa Bay now. Yeah, you know, the Orioles have been a really, really nice surprise this year. Oh yeah. I you know, them being bad all the time, it's kinda nice to see them um ahead of the Yankees and the Red Sox. Uh so yeah, man, I mean they're they're right behind the Rays, but they're doing really good. Definitely. And, okay, so moving on, we actually got currently a tie for third place between the Yankees and the Blue Jays. They're both at 49 and 41 wow. and seven games out. And wow. then um, last place is the Red Sox, as usual, being nine games out. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're nine games out. Now, yeah. it is not as bad as it was a few weeks back. Nope, definitely not. It's not in the double digits, but they're still behind. So, yes. all right, man. That's the East. And then? Well, moving on to the somewhat relevant central this week, the Cleveland Guardians actually have managed to capture first place and a winning record. Yeah, they were I at see that. Forty-five and forty-four. Wow, they've been doing pretty good these yeah. last ten, six and four. Yep. Meanwhile, in second place, we got the Twins at forty-five all. Um, they're point five games behind the Guardians, yep. and yeah, they've been doing kind of okay. They're five and five in their last ten. Followed by them, we got a kind of a big drop off. The Tigers are at thirty nine and forty nine. They're five and a half games out of first place. Yep. Also five and five in the last ten. Fourth place, we got the White Sox, who are at thirty eight and fifty three, and are eight games behind. That's surprising. They are at thirty eight and fifty three, yet they're only eight games behind. Yeah, that's what I was talking about last week. So how of these teams? are kind of bad but they're not out of it i mean they could always make a turnaround and come back and make a play for it towards the end of the season so yeah we'll see it'll be interesting to see what happens uh as the season starts uh 
going into the second half. But uh, yeah, yeah, only eight games out, but you're you're thirty eight and fifty three. Yep, and then we have a massive drop off as the Royals are twenty five and sixty five. They are twenty and a half games out of first place. Yep, but I will admit it ain't as bad as as some other AL teams. Yeah, I mean right now the Royals and the A's are vying for the um the top draft pick. Uh but it looks like the I don't know, man, because the Royals are 25 and 65 and the A's are 25 and 66. So, it, it's going to be between those two to see who's going to get the top pick this year. Yes. Anyways, speaking of the A's, moving on to the NOS, AOS, we got the Rangers currently choking out their lead yeah as they just got stomped on by the nationals yeah in their last two first game was like nine to one or something like that and today they lost seven to two yeah yeah that i oh man that is surprising um i did not expect the <laughs> they decided to go into the all-star break early i guess yeah i guess so i guess they, they're they're starting their all-strike all-star break coming out uh early um the all-star break is on tuesday and I guess they said, hey, let's just go ahead and start our uh, second half to buckle. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I hope they don't. Uh, I hope they uh, they have a really great second half. But yeah, they have not been doing good as they've gone three and seven for the last hand. Yes. Anyways, moving on. We got the Asterix or the Astros catching up to them. Uh, they have been on the opposite seven and three in their last ten. Yeah. They're currently 1.5 games behind. A win today would get them only one game behind Texas. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's just crazy to think about. Last week. Well, no, not not a hand, not a game. If they win today, that they they pick up a half a game. The only way they can pick up a game is if they play the Rangers and then they beat them. That's how you pick up a game. Otherwise, you're only picking up half a game if you're not playing the team that's ahead of you. No, no, I'm saying they're all, they're gonna if they, I'm saying like if they were to win today, they'll be. Just a game out of first. Oh, place. okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I thought you were saying they're gonna pick up a game. No, 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 because they'd be fifty-one and forty, and the Rangers would be um fifty-two and thirty-nine. Okay, all right, well, my bad. Proceed, my friend. Anyways, moving on, we got the Mariners at forty-four all. Um, they're they're doing their own thing, just being the Mariners. Um, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, and they're gonna host the uh the uh, All Star game this yes. week, as it is in Seattle. So yes. So, so they got at least that going for them. Good for them, I guess. Yep. Anyways, moving on, we got the Angels who have fallen off. They're at 45 and 56. Yet they're only 7 games out of first place. I see 45 and 46, not 45 and 56. I said 45 and 46. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you said 56. No, I'm pretty no. sure. We can go back to the tape later, but okay. Yeah. They've just had a massive slump these last 10. 1 and 9. Right, which is just crazy. Anyways, yeah, yeah, one and nine. But don't don't forget, Mike Trout got hurt. Yes, he broke his wrist as he was swinging for a pitch, and then Shohei Otani kind of kind of picked up a uh, a blister here and there, and so he was out for a little bit. And they they've uh, they've just been riddled with uh, injuries lately. So yeah. Anyways, moving on, we got a massive drop off as the Athletics, as we talked about earlier, they were twenty five and fifty six. They're now 27 games out of first place. You just said 56 again. 66. 66. Yeah. Whatever. 27 games out of first place. Yeah. So, yeah, they're pretty much finished already. Yeah, I think so. It's Like I said, it's going to come down to them or the Royals to see who gets the top pick. Yeah, so. definitely. It's not even close. Yeah. Anyways, now moving over to the 
National League, we got the best team, now best team in the MLB, the Atlanta Braves, who are in first place of the NL East at 60-28. and 28. Yeah, surprising that the, all of a sudden the Braves have the best record in the major leagues when the Rays were ahead of everybody by a ton, and now the Braves are leading the MLB with a 60-28 and 28 record. Yes, but that is simply because they have played less games than the um, Rays. I actually added up the record, yeah. and I found out that the Braves had quite a few games less played. Yeah. Because I'm mean, like, the Rays, they're only three losses behind, but if you three wins behind, but if you look at their losses, yeah. they, they should really be about 57 and 20-something. Yeah, well, the, the Rays so far, uh, from, from what I can uh, tell, they've played 92 games. And the, and the Braves. Braves have only played 88. Yes. So. so they played four fewer games than the Bra than the race. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'd All right. It was something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Moving on, though. In second place, we got the Marlins, who are actually surprisingly well. They're 52 and 39 right now. Yeah. Which is actually, it actually hasn't kind of really been that good for them the last 10. They've been 5 and 5. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. And then? In third place, we got. The Phillies, who I talked about earlier um, in the season, were going to make a start making a climb, and it looks like it's already beginning. Yeah, they're they've, forty-eight and forty. Yeah, they've gone seven and three uh, for the last ten, so they are making a charge and are back up uh, in third place. And uh, but they're still twelve games behind the Braves. Yes, yes, but they're about to catch up to the Marlins. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it, it, it won't be long before they catch the Marlins unless the Marlins turn it around and start playing good. Yes. Moving on, we got the big money spenders, Mets, at 42 and 47. Yep. Um, They they just have been down there all season. Yeah. Really. Yeah, that money they spent has not uh, <laughs> has not really capitalized for them at all this year. So. Yes. But they did go 6 and 4 this for the last 10, so that, yeah. I guess that's kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, as I would say as long as they're not in last place, they're happy. Managed to beat the Rangers. Although if you think about it, since it's about to be the All Star break, anything can really happen with Texas. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, they're just in a little bit of a slump, but uh, I don't know. I think the Rangers are still good. Yeah. And I think they'll probably uh be there at the end unless they have a debacle of a second half. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Me personally, I feel like the Rangers are going to be able to hold it up now that they've realized that they can maintain. They can make it to and maintain first place now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll, All right, man. We'll see what happens. Anyways, yep. moving on to the NL Central, we got the Reds leading um, that division at 50 and 40. Yeah. They are 8 and 2 in their last 10. Yeah, they're 8 and 2 in the last 10. But you know why? Because they have one guy on their team that is making a huge difference. Ellie De La Cruz has been on fire. Really? That guy has, man, he is, he, I don't know. He, he's just been out of this world this, uh, uh, this this last couple of weeks. But yesterday, he did something that was amazing. Um, it was incredible when I read about it. Oh, I was like, holy. He, didn't he steal second, third, and home? Yeah. Within the span of two pitches, yeah. two um, things or something like that? Yeah, he, he stole second. And then he stole third, and then right after that he stole home. 
So, man, this guy is hot. He's he's something else. So, Ellie De La Cruz is really making a difference for the uh, the Reds this year, and that is why their record is what it is, and yeah. uh, and th- that's why they're leading the Central. Yeah, now. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that was incredible. They're while they are at fifty and forty, they still got to watch out for the Brewers, who are at forty eight and forty two. They're only two games behind them. Yeah, so it's still kind of a tight race for first place. Yeah. But then there's kind of a drop as we get to the Cubs at third place now, who are at 41 and 47. Yeah. Um, they've just been okay all season. Moving on, we got the Pirates at 40 and 49. They have just been doing horrible this past month. Yeah. Yeah. Three and seven in their last ten. Yeah, they've really dropped off. They had a, they had a couple of uh games against the Dodgers. Um. Oh. And uh, so they kind of they kind of dropped. Uh, I think it was two of those, uh, two out of the three that dropped to the Ro- the Dodgers. But yeah, the Pirates has kind of just fallen by the wayside here re- uh, recently. So yes. Anyways, moving on, we got the always last place this season, the Cardinals at thirty-seven and fifty-two. Yep. Um, they're just doing their own thing. Anyways, moving on, we got some starting to get happy scenes in the NL West. Yeah. As the Diamondbacks are currently. Choking out their lead to the Dodgers. Yeah, the Diamondbacks are fifty-two and thirty-eight. Their last ten is four and six, and the Dodgers. There's this. There's this quote I like to refer to sometimes. It's not about how you start; it's about how you finish. That's right. And that's what the Dodgers are exactly showing right now. Yeah, as they're at fifty-one and thirty-eight, they're only half a game behind. Yeah, they've gone seven and three for the last ten. They they're they're playing really really good, but there is a reason why. They are doing so good. Why? And that? it's because of two guys who are stepping up and leading this team. One is Freddie Freeman, but the other one is a guy who is going to be in the home run derby come on Monday. And this guy has been hot. He has led, if I remember right, out of all last week, he led three games, I believe. He led all three games off with a home run. That is one. Mookie, Mookie Betts, my favorite player. Yeah, he's hot, man. He and uh, he hit one last night as well, oh, yeah. and then so did Freddie Freeman. Uh, they're just they're they're playing really well. They're pretty much carrying the team right now. Yeah, but yeah, this is incredible. Yeah, they're carrying the team, but you also have a little sprinkle here and there from David Peralta, who's playing really well, and then you also have um, Miguel Vargas is making a little bit of an impact. Uh, Max Muncy, now that he's back. Will Smith as well. Oh, they're back now? Yeah, they're back. And uh, the one that's not been doing so good lately is uh, Altman. Uh, he hasn't been that good. But um, the, the, the the younger guys are, are, yeah. are uh, just complimenting these veterans really, really well. Yeah, it's fine, though. He's a rookie. Yeah. He's just a rookie. He's just got to take some time to get used to it. Anyways, yep. in third place, we got the Giants at 48 and 41. Yeah. They are. If we... Go by them and the Dodgers, they would be about three games behind them. Yeah. Garris, Reynard, Giants have not been doing well as they've gone three and seven for the last ten. Yes. And uh, that uh, so uh, happy week that Gary had as his Giants were in second place is now over, my friend. Yes. They're back in third place behind the Dodgers. He got his five minutes of glory. <laughs> and now they're back to normal. Yeah, but if you call Gary right now, he'd be like, oh, I knew it the whole time. I, just, I was just enjoying it while it was happening. But, you know, yeah, Gary, he parachute will. time. 
He would. Yeah. So, anyways. Anyways, moving on to fourth place, we got the Padres at 42 and 47. They've just been on a slump this whole season. Yeah. Excuse me. And then at last place, we got the Rockies, as usual. These two, they've just been bringing up the rear pretty much the whole year. Yeah, and let me let me give you a little bit of an example of how, how cruel this game is sometimes. Because um, the Cubs are 41 and 47, uh, and they trail the Reds and the Brewers uh, in that division. Yes. But yet, the Padres are 42 and 47. That's not where I was heading. The Cubs have an actual plus 23 on run scored against runs against versus the Reds, who are minus 8, and the Brewers, who are minus 14. So the Cubs have a positive uh, a positive plus on their average of run scores against runs against, but they are trailing. How? And then you have... The lowliest of the lowliest when it comes to uh, run score differential, the A's are minus 247. The Royals are minus 158. And then the Rockies at a minus 146. That means they've given up more, 146 more runs than they've scored. So, wow. Yep. But there you have the, the Cubs really are, are, are a little bit of an anomaly as they have They've scored 23 more runs than they've given up, but yet their record does not reflect that. Doesn't surprise so. me that the Athletics are at the bottom of that list. Yeah, yeah. They were saying their own thing. Anyways, so yeah, I forgot to mention this, but Rockies are 34 in 56, 18 games out. Um, Yeah, they're just doing their own thing. Yeah. Just, I guess, kind of trying for a top pick. I don't know. But yeah, that's the MLB standings this week. Yeah, and uh, I was talking uh, about how Mookie Betts has been hot lately uh, with his leadoff home runner uh, home runs. But listen to this, and Garris Reynard uh, will pay attention to this because this ha- this happens to be about a guy that played on the Giants back in the day. But Mookie Betts has joined Bobby Bonds. Well, this is not Bo- this is Barry Bonds's dad. Uh, Bobby Bonds is the only player with 10, count them, 10 pre-All-Star game leadoff home runs this year. Wow. Yep. And how many does Mookie have? Mookie has 10. He tied Bobby Bonds, yeah. How many more games are they going to play before the All-Star game? Uh, Well, I mean, today's Sunday, so that's it. Today's the last day. Are they not playing today? Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, and uh, Freddie Freeman, uh, who plays on the Dodgers as well as a teammate of Mookie, uh, he said that it seems like every swing he's barreling up with the ball. So, um, you know, uh, that's just uh, Mookie's just really hot lately. Oh, he's yeah, really been hot lately. Uh, but he has found something in his swing and he's been able to lock it in uh, for 30, 35 games now. And it's been that special, according to Freddie Freeman. Oh, yeah. It's yep. incredible. So he has been hot as of late, and the Dodgers are making a comeback, and then the Diamondbacks are not faring as well. Uh, so we'll All see those what happens. Combined, yeah, some things could happen. Yep. Anyways, I just wanted to let you know that in a live game right now, the Rays are currently stomping on the Braves. They are leading them seven to two, middle of the fifth. Oh wow! See, yeah, like I said, the Rays they end up. They had played much more games than the Braves, so that didn't mean they were worse. They yeah. had just played more games than them. 
Yeah, yeah, but we'll see what happens at uh, at, at the end of the season. Everybody will have played 162 games, so we will see where the Braves and the Rays uh, fare as far as uh, wins and losses throughout the year and see who ends up with the best record in the MLB. Yes. All right, man. Well, that's the MLB, so let's go ahead and go to our next uh, segment. And uh, Okay. Yeah, we're going to play a game. How's that? You want to play yeah. a game? All right, man, let's do it. All right. It's your turn as we are turning the tables on name that sports figure. Yes, sir. So as you know, currently there is a um, player in the MLB who not only pitches, but also bats and he's pretty darn good and he will be a free agent a very coveted coveted free agent that our dodgers are going to try to go against his name is shohei otani yes yeah so very famous guy right now uh he's just he's uh he is mlb right now but back in the day there was another another player who was a two-way player who was a pitcher but also hit Tons of home runs. Tons and tons of home runs. And he is probably the most famous player ever in the MLB. Name that sports figure. Oh, why did you have to ask me MLB? <laughs> <sighs> so this guy, he was also a pitcher and a hitter. Yes. And he was one of the he's the most famous MLB player yes. ever. According to everybody, he, he you will know or you should know that this is the most famous player. Um, he is uh, a player who uh, has become famous, uh, especially in one movie. Um, I don't know. Uh, any, I don't know any baseball movies. Yeah, um, I'll give you the name of it and maybe see if that'll jar a name. Maybe it, it'll probably give you the. The answer, but the name of the movie is The Sandlot. Sandlot. Yep. Well, the only problem with that is that I've never seen the movie. So. Wow. Oh, I, so I, I thought we had seen it. Never seen it before. Never seen it. Um, What else? Uh, God, I can't give you a lot of... Uh... Did, did, he, wait, did he play in the... Um, did he play in the early 20th century? Uh, what is it? The early twentieth century, like nineteen hundred to nineteen. Yes, he did. I'm sorry, we had a technical <laughs> difficulty there. All right, man, you're running out of time. Who is it? Think, think. I think he like once got it, my friend. You got it right. <sighs> yes, that is one. George Herman Ruth, also known as the Babe, and you got that right. Good job, my friend. All oh, right. Thankfully, <laughs> I was kind of confused. Yeah, it's crazy to think about how he's remembered over a hundred years later. Yeah, for what he did in the MLB. Yeah, he. That's why I said he's he's the he is the most famous player that everybody knows. George Herman Ruth, also known as the Babe, called his shot. He is also known as the Sultan of SWAT and the king of MLB all time. Yes. And so he is, he's also notable for 
pretty much putting a curse on the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, the curse of the babe because they traded him away from the Red Sox to the Yankees. But you got it right, man. All right, where to go? Way to go. You are uh, you are back on the side of positive, I believe, uh, if I remember right, since we haven't done this for a little bit. But uh, anyways, so let's move on to our next segment, man. Let's do it. All right. Let's do a little bit of NBA. As last couple of weeks, we had the NBA draft. Yes. And then the Summer League has started. Yes. All right. What do you got? Well, most notably for the draft, when Benyama got drafted by the Spurs. Yes, he did. So, yeah, it's good for the Spurs. Could be good for him. Yeah. We'll see what he does with the Spurs his first few years in the league. Yep. See if he can kind of turn them around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think he's going to have a, a very positive impact on the Spurs. But uh, this guy, again, he com- comes out very touted as a talent. Um and uh, he is supposed to be a generational talent player. Yes. So uh, he did come out this past week and said that he's got to have a little bit of time to get adjusted to the NBA game. Uh, even though he is that good, he still needs a period where he's going to uh, be uh, get himself adjusted to the way the NBA plays. Oh, yeah. Uh, Everyone's but I really expect him to be a star as well. And speaking of Wimbayama, um, he had a little bit of a – a social snafu this week. What do you mean? Uh, he was going into a restaurant, and uh, a certain young lady who is a singer um, tapped him on the shoulder, uh, and security said, no, 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 no. So they kind of pushed her away, and then she came out and uh, tried to press charges against him uh, because she said that uh, that one of the security detail for Wembeyama uh, hit her in the face, and it turned out that she actually hit her own face with her own uh, finger as the security guard pushed her arm away from touching Wimbayama because he did not see who was trying to tap him. But that one singer is the one loony Britney Spears. What? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently she saw Wimbayama and she uh, going into the restaurant. She tried to catch up to him and then uh, she kept calling sir, sir. <laughs> and then uh, she decided I'm going to tap him in the shoulder, try to get his attention uh, security t- had told Wimbiyama, do not stop for anything. Just keep going. Really? And then the security guy uh, just kind of pushed her away, uh, did not pay attention to who she was. And then she claimed that she got hit in the face by the security guard, which is not true. They looked at the video and he just kind of pushed her arm away and she hit herself in the face. But Britney Spears has made the news because she tried to touch Wimbiyama and get his attention. <laughs> I'm, yeah okay yeah that's kind of random i know but it did i know britney Spears. I, yeah I not heard a single news story from her ever yeah. in my life well uh yeah there you go so she's back on the news but not for their good thing so anyways so yeah uh that's that's how hollywood goes for you <laughs> anyways all right man let's keep going <laughs> that was just random yeah anyways yeah. So apparently, there's going to be an in-season tournament now. Yes, I saw that. Yes, apparently, the ch- semifinals and championship are going to be in Las Vegas, from what I'm reading. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That They're changing that up. I thought you were talking about the new NBA Cup coming. No. Yeah. The in-season tournament? The in-season tournament, yeah. Yeah. 
So that's... Uh, Why would I they have the, this? They're trying to take a page from soccer, I guess, because most soccer leagues have an in-season tournament and they, uh, they crown a champion. So the NBA is going to start doing that. They are going to have an in-season tournament uh, where they'll have group stage uh, uh, matches and then they'll move into quarterfinals, semifinals, and the finals. So it'll be like an in-season tournament on top of the regular season. But so. yes, it could kind of work out well. Help, say, traded players or new managers or coaches or what not get used to their new teammates or teams. Yeah. I think it could. Yeah. So it potentially know. is going to put a little bit of a strain on teams because they're going to play have yeah. to play more games in between. Yeah, but I think it's going to give them another level of competition, just kind of like it does in the soccer leagues. Um, and as you know, most of the time, the team that wins the 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 season championship does not win always those uh, in season tournaments. So you'll have a couple of different champions. But yes, the NBA is introducing a, the new NBA Cup. Interesting. Yeah. Do you know when it's gonna start? I do not. I I, I didn't read the whole article. Um, and then uh so yeah i was just kind of intrigued by this whole deal and i just oh it's gonna be november 3rd starting november 3rd oh okay only right. eight teams are gonna advance to the knockout rounds yeah and it's gonna the championship game is gonna be held in las vegas yep the, on december 7th through the 9th along with the semis yep okay so there you have it the nba coming up with a new nba cup taking a page out of soccer interesting yeah like it all right yeah, man, it's kind of interesting. So, what else you got? Well, the summer leagues have started recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually found out that two of the top draft picks got hurt in oh, their debuts. Really? I don't remember who it was, but apparently, two of the top draft picks got hurt. Yeah. So yeah, I saw something like that as well, where a couple of those guys had gotten hurt. I don't know myself who they are either. Uh, I have not um, really kept up with the summer league. Um, uh, it's just not my cup of tea. Whoa, listen to this. Number 16 overall pick, Keontae George, scored 33 points and 10 assists in the Jazz's recent win. Wow. That is incredible. Yeah. That that's 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 a really good game there, Keontae Jordan, George. George. Oh, wow. Cool. And wow. he plays for the for the Jazz. Yes. Yeah, that's a the, that's a really good get. That's a really good day there. There. He was him. the number sixteenth overall pick this year. Yeah. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. Man, that is that is crazy. But uh, yeah, you'll you'll start seeing uh, in the summer league. Uh, even though I don't watch it, I know I, I kind of read on it and stuff. And and usually the guys that do really wow. well in the summer league will be the guys that transition really well into the NBA season. Oh, yeah. Brandon Miller's debut, 16 points, 11 rebounds. Wow. Jabari Smith Jr., 33 points in the game winner. And Wenbenyama, he's been doing good. Yeah. Off five BLK. What's that? What is blocks? That's blocks. Blocks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we got couple of rookies doing amazingly well wow yeah so Wimbayama um doing really well uh and then Keontae George um and then who was the other guy that you mentioned um the other guys I mentioned were uh Brandon Miller and Jabari Smith Jr. and he scored a game winner yeah yeah wow um so uh one of the guys that got hurt uh was Houston Rockets guard 
Amen Thompson, uh, who was the over uh, the number four overall pick Ooh. in this year's draft. Um, he will remain. He will miss the remainder of the summer league. Summer league due to a sprained ankle. Ouch. So he not, uh, not a good way to begin your career. No, not at all. Not at all. So he'll be missing the rest of the summer league uh, uh, league, and uh, will probably uh, hopefully he'll be in good shape to start for the Rockets once the season starts. So yes, hopefully. yeah, yeah. So Amen Thompson uh, sprained ankle. Uh, also, uh, Scoot Henderson uh, for the Portland Bracers uh, injured his right shoulder, but he's only missing a game. Uh, so that's not as bad, but yeah, the, you'll see. Uh, you'll see a couple of uh, a couple of injuries happen in the summer league as well. Hey, and speaking of the Portland Blazers, one Damian Lillard has oh, yes. asked for a trade, so uh, he is not happy um, because they did not really do anything in free agency to shore up that team. So he finally had enough and said, "I want out." How long has he been there for? Uh, he's been there for for quite a while, but uh, he's a really it's good about, player. It's about time he got out of Portland. Yeah, they yeah. just can't do anything. Yeah, but um, the richer continue to get rich, I guess. If they if this happens, but there is talk that one Damian Lillard will end up in Miami. Yes, I heard about that. Yeah, so but yeah, we'll see. Man, just a bunch. Like transfer trade swap sagas happening right now, it's crazy. Yeah, yep, yep. So and then in other news, I guess of the social kind, uh, on July seventh, if you put the numbers together, they are seven and seven. So on July seventh, one guy who wears number seventy-seven for the Dallas Mavericks got engaged to his girlfriend. Yes, so I heard about that. Yeah, so Luka Doncic is going to get married to Anna Maria Goldvertz. It's good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, so uh, he put out a uh, an Instagram, and uh, he said seven, seven uh, heart emoji, blah, blah, blah. So that's uh, signifying that on July 7th, and because he wears number 77, he got engaged on that day. So congratulations to Luka Doncic yes. on his upcoming wedding. Yes, All he's right. always amazing, Luca. Luca Doncic, man, he, uh, you know, the Mavericks have made a couple of uh, a couple of moves. Um, they yeah, they signed Kyrie Irving. Irving, yeah, and then they uh, they also brought back um, Seth Curry. Seth Curry, but then they traded. They were in a three team trade, and they got a player from the Celtics. Uh, it was a a trade involving the Celtics, the Mavericks, and the Spurs. And the Mavericks picked up another player uh, in that trade uh, while they only gave up, uh, I, I believe they gave up some picks, uh, but they also re- uh, received some picks in return. I think it was a couple of second rounders, uh, both the Celtics and the uh, the Mavericks did. And the Spurs got, um, uh, I believe, uh, some first-round picks. Uh, but... The Mavericks are making some moves to shore up their roster, yeah. and uh, looks like they they might be uh, contending really? uh, a little bit coming up this year. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. That sounds kind of stupid. Why? I don't know. I just feel like coming off the season they had, it wouldn't make sense for them to all of a sudden be contending. Because a few days ago, I saw an article that said three moves. 
that could make the Mavericks NBA championship contenders. Yeah. And I thought to myself, what? Yeah. Why? How would they even contend for a championship? Yeah. Considering their state they were in at the end of the season. Yeah, well, I mean, again, they re-signed Kyrie. They brought Seth Curry back, who they traded away. Uh, was yes. one of their key players when he got traded away. I don't know why they ever traded him away. I don't either. But then now <clears throat> the Mavericks have uh, have made that trade, uh, which has brought restic- restricted free agent Grant Williams. Ooh. Grant Williams is coming to the Mavericks on a four-year, $53 million contract. Okay, that's actually kind of huge. Yeah, yeah. And it was part of a three-team sign-and-trade agreement with the Celtics and the Spurs, like I said. So Grant Williams, who who was really really good for the Celtics during the playoffs against the, the Heat, is now a Dallas Maverick. That's actually kind of huge for Dallas. Yeah, it is. So that's what I'm telling you, man. They're they're trying to, to shore up their team and try. They're going to try to start making a run at the championship coming up next year because I'm telling you, Luka Doncic is that guy. He is to me could potentially be what Nikolai Jokic is to the Nuggets. And he can take up to the promised land, but you have to give him a Robin. Yes. Nikolai Jokic and Jamal Murray, Batman and Robin. And then you could have Luka and somebody else. It could be Grant Williams. Could it be Kyrie Irving? Could it be, I don't know. But you will also need a complimentary player for your star player. And uh, maybe in the next couple of years, we will see the Mavericks lifting the trophy again. Maybe. maybe. I'd love that because I've... Because last time they won the trophy, I was only like three yeah. years old, I want to say. Yeah. I didn't, obviously, they didn't remember any of that season. They didn't remember yeah. the amazing season they had. So, yeah, it, it'd be nice. I would like it to see them lift the trophy. Yeah. Yeah. And you are a Mavericks fan. I'm not. I'm a Bulls fan, but you are a Mavericks fan. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, simply follow them just because they're local. Though. They're local, yeah. Yeah, they're good. They made the conference finals um two seasons ago, actually. Yeah, only they did. losing out to the Warriors in yep. about five games. Yeah. So they could have shot. They could have a shot. Yeah. Well, they lost to a really good team uh, in the Warriors. So yeah, but that yeah. was just their season, though. Yep. So some moves coming around uh, in the NBA, along with the summer league going on. But we'll see what happens coming up next year. Uh, I still say. That Nikolai Jokic and the Denver Nuggets will be the team to beat, as I expect oh, yeah. them to repeat. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. You never know. Uh, the Mavericks yes. might uh, have something to say about that. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens once the the season starts. And don't forget, they'll have that in season tournament as well, which will have some implications, and it'll 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 play a little bit of a uh, some scenarios in there because teams are going to have be playing that uh, on top of the season, so it could take your you know, it's toll on some of those teams. So, all right, man. Well, that's the NBA. And uh, speaking of the NBA and Nikolai Jokic, why don't we go to a new segment? Okay. Yeah. All right, man. Let's do it. Quote of the week. This week, quote of the week with the DOS man. What do you got, man? Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, the quote of the week is by Jock H himself. All right. And it says, if you want to be successful, you need to be bad. Then you need to be good. Then when you're good, you need to fail. And then when you when you fail, you're going to figure it out. Nikolai Jokic on the journey to an NBA championship. Yeah. Okay. So he said, first, you need to be bad. 
for if you want to be successful, you need to be bad. Uh huh. Then you need to be good. Yeah. Then when you're good, you need to fail. Yeah. And then when you fail, when you fail, you're going to figure it out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, playing sports all of my life. Uh, in order to be successful, you're you're going to be bad sometimes. Uh, and you're going to fail. And sometimes you're going to be good. But when you put the whole package together and everything comes together, that is when you reach the pinnacle, just like Denver Nuggets did. So, and I've told you this, uh, as a father telling his son, I always tell you, you can't win every time. You're going to have to lose. The thing that's going to make you successful is when you fail and when you lose is, are you going to take the lesson that you were taught when you got beat and when you failed and apply it to make it a positive thing for it to help you on your journey? Because if you win all the time and you never lose and then you get into a situation where you're at the very end uh, and you lose, you're going to have a hard time adjusting because you've never failed. So you're going to have a hard time adjusting. But if you fail along the way, then you are going to know what to do if you're in a game and you're struggling and you're falling behind, but you have already lived that before. That lesson will help you in the game and you'll know how to adjust. And in the end, it will take you and it'll make you better and you will end up winning. Because I've always said this, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, but everybody thinks as failure and success as opposites, but they are not. They are parallels because you cannot fail without success and you cannot have success without failure. So they are not opposites. They are parallels. So in order to have success, you have to fail sometimes. And, in, and when you fail, sometimes you will have success. Wow. Yeah, that'd be a pretty good quote. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I just, you know, it's one of those things everybody thinks of them as opposites, you know, but they're not. They they go hand in hand. Success and failure go together. You cannot be successful without failing. And I'm not the one to come up with this quote, but. Really? Yes, I've, it's been in the book, some of the books that I've read, and I understood that you have to fail to be successful because you cannot be successful without failure. But anyways. Love that quote, man. And then you can tell that uh, Nikolai Jokic, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Nikolai Jokic has taken some of those lessons and applied them to uh, the playoffs uh, in the last couple of years. And he's also translated that to his teammates. And now they have been successful as they erased a 47-year misery and are now NBA champions in the year of 20 and 23. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's a good quote. I like it. I like the new segment. So yeah. from now on, we will start having quote of the week with the DOS man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Good stuff. Hey, we got to we gotta keep coming up with these uh, new segments because yeah. you can't do the same thing all the time. Just so. get stale. You get stale, so you got to you gotta do it. You got to uh, stay relevant by changing things up. So yeah. anyways. I all right, man. Like, I feel like. It's about freestyle time now. Yeah, yeah, it's about freestyle time. Freestyle time, which has become a staple in our show. So why don't we? Why don't we just go ahead and do it, man? Let's go to it. All right, freestyle. This is the segment where you get to talk about whatever you want to talk 
my son. So with that, the floor is yours. Go ahead. Okay. Um. So, first article I load up, it says, Rams tried to trade quarterback Matthew Stafford before 2023 season. Wow. Really? Yeah. Who did they try to trade him to? It doesn't say. It doesn't say. They just wanted him gone. Wow. He won him a Super Bowl and they were going to trade him away. <laughs> Only because they wanted to go ahead and replace him with Stetson Bennett. Wow. Yeah. You know what? There's a Janet Jackson song back from the late 80s, early 90s called What Have You Done For Me Lately? So I guess it's all about what have you done for me lately. Uh, well, he won you a Super Bowl and then you try to trade him away. <laughs> well, there was a, a playoff list season in between. Oh, yeah. Well, that was, he was literally hurt half the season. Yeah. Yeah. They. Oh, my. Well. All right. So if you're Matthew Stafford, how does that make you feel to find that out? Huh? Are you going to stay? Or are you going to say, you know what? Since you don't want me, I don't want to be here. I'm going to think from the perspective of him, him, other than myself, I would leave. Yeah. Because, like, I would just go ahead and get out. Yeah. How many years has Matthew Stafford been in the league, man? Um, He was the number one overall pick back in 2010, I want to say. 2009 or 10. 10 or 11. So he's been in the league for 13 years. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, most, uh, uh, most careers for successful players uh, tend to end between year 12 and year 14. So Stafford's getting to that point. You never know. He might just... Uh, play this last year and go you know what i'm done i'm gonna retire i'm gonna enjoy time with my family and i'm gonna ride off into the sunset so you know maybe he'll stick it out one more year maybe he'll say i'll just stick around and uh mentor mr stetson bennett the fourth a little bit before i leave and then leave the rams in good hands i don't know we'll see yeah but that's interesting man to find that out wow okay well, break anyways moving on kind of breaking news from the French league, Ligue or Ligue 1, however you pronounce it, Kylian Mbappe is currently not extending his contract with PSG. Yeah, he's had enough. He's starting a whole saga with that. Yeah. And Real Madrid are trying to reach out and get him. Yeah, but they're waiting for either PSG or Kylian Mbappe himself to reach out to them to start uh, those talks. But, yeah, I mean... Uh, uh, so PSG gets rid of Messi, and then they fire their newly appointed coach. And now Mbappe wants to leave. Yep. And listen to this. Real Madrid plans to make him the world's first 1 billion euro player. Wow. I don't know. That is a lot of money, 1 he's billion euros. He's a fantastic player, but all that money might get to his head. Well, that, but you're really putting all your eggs in one basket. I mean, if you're doing that, so. Oh, yeah, they, they are just, he, yeah, no, it's just a whole hate relationship with PSG and Mbappe right now. And, yeah, no, Real Madrid, they're trying their best. Yeah, yeah, well, you don't have Leo Messi anymore, and then you no. fired your coach, so, so I guess, uh. They were trying to uh, extend him, and he said, nope, uh, merci beaucoup, but he is going to move away. Yes. Well, he hasn't decided yet. He hasn't decided. 
but PSG would let him go if he didn't make a decision before July 31st. Yeah. So he's still got a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So does that only leave them uh, with Neymar? Neymar, yeah. But they still got some other stars. Although they lost a bunch of players, offense and defense, because Sergio Ramos left them. Yeah. Also, all they have left really now is Marquinhos and Neymar. Yeah. Or, well, no, they also got Hakimi. He was part of that Moroccan team that somehow uh, got fourth place in the World Cup back in December. Yeah. But, yeah, they still got a few players, just not as much as they had before. Yeah. But now that Mbappe could be leaving... This will actually give Neymar a chance to finally be the main star for once in his career. Because yeah. remember, I I like to think that Neymar left Barcelona in 2016 or 17 when it was mm-hmm. so he could be his own star. But that same year, Kylian Mbappe joined PSG. Yeah. So he's never really had a chance yep. to stand out on his own. And yep. now he could get that chance. And then two years later, Messi joins. Yeah. So... Yes, it just got worse for him. But since Messi is going to play into Miami, um, and Mbappe may leave, he could have a chance. Yeah. Anyways, speaking of Messi and Inter Miami, I found out that one of Messi's former teammates and one of the greatest midfielders of all time, Andres Iniesta, could join him at Inter Miami. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Interesting. Iniesta. Going to uh, Miami as well. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he currently plays for, um, he's 39 right now, and he currently plays as a midfielder for Vizel Gob. I don't know how to pronounce that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, no, he's one of the best ever at midfield. Yeah. Yeah, and he was part of the uh the World Cup winning uh, Spain national national team in 2010. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Iniesta. He was part of that Barcelona golden age. Oh, yeah. I mean, you had Messi, you had Iniesta, you had David Villa, you had Pique, you had... uh, Dani Alves. Dani Alves, you had Carlos Puyol. Yeah, it's just, I mean, they had a bunch of stars. Oh, yeah. 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 Along with him, I found out that Jordi Alba could also join Messi. Yeah. Inter Miami should probably rename themselves Inter Barcelona. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like the Philadelphia Bulldogs of the NFL. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right then what else you got but yeah anyways i'm nothing else really much but yeah no i think it's crazy out into miami considering the way they're going now they could possibly finish top of the mls yeah um next season yeah because aren't are, did they finish their season already or are they in the middle of it i don't know i I'm don't not sure it's the mls so yeah, I think they're in the middle of the season, if I remember right. So yeah, yeah. you know, I found out that Messi will in fact make his debut on July twenty first against Cruz Azul. Oh, July twenty first. Well, yes, uh, we have the MLS package, so you should be able to watch Messi play. <laughs> yeah, I know. Good right. scenes in into Miami. Okay, man. All yeah. right. Well, oh, ooh. um, nothing else really, but I think. Monterey are going to be playing tonight. Yeah, they play tonight. They're going to be playing Atlas tonight. Yep. At um eight, and yeah, yeah, they're playing at eight o'clock tonight. Atlas. Um, and uh, that will be their second game. They struggled yes. the first game against Atlético San Luis. It's well, fine. They always do bad in their yeah. first game. Yeah. Well, um, I'm just glad that they came out with a tie. But uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll uh, 
adjust a little bit better to the new tactics from their own uh, from their new uh, coach uh, and see what they do uh, tonight as they play Atlas. It'll be interesting to see. Yes. Um, but a lot of uh, a lot of interesting things going on. Even though it's been two games so far, a lot of the teams that were up in the, the top half uh, last season are not there, uh, with the exception of Toluca and Chivas. Why don't you look at the standings and tell us who's at the top right now? Because I think there's a couple of surprise teams there so far. Well, in contrast to what you said about them, Guadalajara are two and zero right now. Yeah. And o and o. Well, and I said that most of the t teams in the top half were not there, with the exception of Guadalajara and Toluca. Yes. Well, so. FC Juarez in yep. fourth place yeah. at one and one. Yeah. Followed by, um, followed not far that far behind by teams like Atlas and Santos. Yeah. So yeah, and then it, Mazatlan are in ninth place. Necaxa yeah. in tenth. Yeah. So, yeah, no, this is kind of crazy. So, you have Chivas at the very top right now, and then who's after that? Toluca. Toluca, yep. And then? Uh, Pumas. Uh, yeah, there you go. There you go, Pumas. Another one who was down in the standings last year. Yes. So, now they're at the top. Again, it's only been two games, but at least they're up there for the time being. Yeah. And then you said Juarez was fourth? Yes. And FC then... Juarez. Yeah. That is incredible. Right. And then next up, we got, I'm probably not going to say this, right? We got... Get it, Dottle at fifth place, at one and one, yeah. or no, just one. You know they've only played once. Oh, yeah. Followed by Atlas and then Santos and Unal have tied both of their games so far. Yeah, yeah. Unal, Masadlan, um, and Nakaxka have both tied both of their games. Masadlan are about to actually, um, tie Pumas. Their match is about to end. Yeah, <clears throat> zero yeah. all. So, surprising, Querétaro is up in fourth place. Uh, remember, this is a team that did not get to do the playoffs because they had done uh, bad the year before and they got penalized, so they did not make the playoffs. Yes. But they're in fourth place right now. Yes. Moving so. towards the bottom, we got, surprisingly, even though they've only played one game, we've got Pachuca um, and America at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. They're they're not they didn't start off uh, as good as they uh, usually do. Uh, right now, Pumas and Mazatlan are playing. They are zero zero, and they're in the ninety third minute. Looks like that's going to end up in a tie. But speaking of Querétaro and America, they were supposed to play tonight. Oh, yeah, they got postponed. And they got postponed. So yeah. Uh, and then at eight o'clock, uh, like we said, uh, Monterrey is going to play Atlas. So we'll see Man. what happens. And Man. then look at Cruz Azul. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's just a slump at the start of the season, but they've lost both their games. Yeah. And then on Monday night, you'll have the probably what will be the last game of this week will be Leon versus Pachuca. And they play at nine o'clock on Monday night. So, yeah. Yeah. And then another thing that's going on as well, uh, they had a couple of games in Arlington yesterday. The. CONCACAF Gold Cup. Oh, yes. Yeah, they I, had the, the quarterfinals you, start yes. yesterday. Earlier, a few days ago, you were going on a rant about how Mexico lost to Qatar. Yes. You should not lose to Qatar. But they had already, they were it, already at the top of their group. It doesn't matter. They it weren't does, trying. They, it doesn't matter. You should not lose to Qatar. So, but speaking of Qatar, they got whooped yesterday. 
See, it makes sense. They got whooped by Panama uh, by a score of four to zero. Uh, that was the early game, and then last night's game between Mexico and Costa Rica is this knockout? This is knockout because they're in the quarterfinals now. Mexico redeemed itself with a two nothing win over Costa Rica. See, yeah. And then tonight, uh, the early game will be, which will be here in about, uh, probably about an hour or so, uh, Guatemala will be taking on Jamaica uh, in that quarterfinal. And then they'll close it out tonight uh, at 6.30, and it should be a good game between USA and Canada. Yes. Canada has been really, really good as of the last two or three years. Um, so well, they should didn't be a do good, good game. At, well, they didn't do good at the World Cup. They did not, but they... they uh, I mean, they're doing pretty well compared to previous years, so you can't knock yeah. on them. So that should be a good game between the USA and Canada. I will go out on a limb and say I am not going to be surprised if Canada wins tonight. Yeah. So but we'll see. Know. Wait, hold on a second. How is Qatar and CONCACAF? Um, I, you always have one team that kind of gets sprinkled in there because they don't have enough teams to do a complete um, group uh complete groups so they'll get a couple of teams sprinkled in there outside of the CONCACAF just to kind of make up and Qatar happened to be one of them that's so weird though they're on the other side of the world yeah yeah so uh but but, yeah yeah so it'll be interesting with Guatemala and Jamaica uh later on and then the USA and Canada uh as the CONCACAF uh is in the quarterfinals now ain't the the gold cup like the cup where somehow like it's all it's been the U.S. and Mexico in like the final of the past yeah, few years. Yeah, it's it's always it, it's ninety percent of the time is Mexico versus USA. You you have had uh, teams like Costa Rica and Panama in there in the finals as well. I think if I remember right, one year even one of those teams won it. It wasn't Mexico or USA. It was one. It was either like Panama or or Costa Rica or somebody that won the cup. So who won it last year? Um, last year was the USA. Yeah. yeah. So they, oh, that would have to mean they repeated because the year before they think they beat Mexico in the final. Yeah. Because the year before that, Mexico beat them in the final. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's pretty much it's. Yeah, and then the uh, other only sport that's going on right now is NASCAR, man. Yes. How has NASCAR been doing? I haven't uh, really been watching. Well, I mean, they're in Atlanta this week. Uh, who are uh our man. Chase Elliott won that last year, if you remember that. Uh, it came down to between him and uh, Corey LaJoy, I believe. Remember that kind of that yeah. uh, that uh, scuffle oh, wow. uh, in the, on the track as they were vying for first place? Yep. Uh, then, so it'll yeah. be kind of interesting to see what happens today. But Oh, got an interesting starting grid. Yeah. Top five. We got Eric Amarola in first, Ryan Blaney second, Bris- Chase Briscoe third. Joey Logano fourth and Harrison Burton in fifth. Yeah, how's that? And then you have Chase Elliott down all the way at twenty third. Believe it or not. So I but, feel like that injury really messed him up. Yeah, but uh, that's the reason why he struggled. Oh my God, JJ Yelly's gonna race. <laughs> <laughs> One of the last drivers I remember watching going up in the two thousand tens. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's been an interesting year. Uh, we know that Kevin Harvick is, uh, this is his last year. Yes. Uh, so he's vying for a championship. Uh, right now, believe it or not, one guy who has been really, really good in past years, but has had a couple of down years, uh, is up in the standings at number one, and that is Martin Truex Jr. Really? Yep. 
It's interesting how he's ahead of William Byron. Yeah. Yeah, he's Man. ahead of William Byron, but remember William Byron took he's a couple a, of hits. He's having a yeah, true. So NASCAR uh, has just been penalizing everyone yep, this season. Yep. And then the on third place we have the watermelon baller or whatever you call him, Ross Chastain, Mr. Think Enough Think said. I'm going to uh wreck everybody. Enough said. Yep. And, and then Christopher Bell's in fourth. Yep, Christopher Bell. And then rounding out the top five, one guy that we both hate. Cobblish with oh. his new team. He is a top five. Uh that guy that just show you how shows you how good of a driver that guy is. He goes from uh 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 Joe Gibbs Racing uh and joins um the team of um uh, where um oh my god I cannot think what is their name <laughs> not Hendrix but the other team in North Carolina that is right really close to where your grandpa Chewy lives. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even remember. Uh, he's got a, the, he's got a the team with the number eight, the team yeah, with the number the eight. Team with number eight. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, yeah. miss, uh, Dale Earnhardt used to race for him. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, yeah, uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, yeah, that's anyway. sad, but yeah. that's what happens when we don't talk NASCAR enough. Yeah, anyways, uh, I'm really liking William Byron this season. He's having pretty much a breakout season. Yeah, yeah, he finally, has. Finally starting to bring the 24 back to amazing glory. Yeah. He could yep. have a deep run in the playoffs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Driving the 24, who, uh, the number 24 uh, was uh, our favorite driver's uh, number before he retired. Um Mr. Jeff Gordon. Yes. So now yes. one of the head people at Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah. Richard Childress. Richard Childress. <laughs> I don't know why I could not remember his name. Uh, Childress Vineyards. As we drive by when we go visit your grandpa Chewy, we always go by his vineyards. Uh, the museum for Childress Racing is there as well. Uh, but uh, anyways, so yeah, he joined um, Ch Richard Childress Racing last year. Uh, and became um, teammates with uh, one guy who drives the number three car now, and his name is Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon. <laughs> yeah, I was testing you there. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Uh, the most so shocking part about this whole list is that freaking Martin Truex Jr. is at the top. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I like Martin Truex. I don't, really? I don't mind that guy. Yeah, uh, me personally, I could care less about him yeah well I know he had that one championship he won back in 2017 yeah as yeah. long as i don't see your grandpa chewy's favorite driver kevin harvick up there and i don't see kyle bush up there joey logano which is another guy who i hate with a passion don't even get me started on ross chastain mr i'm gonna wreck everybody wait but uh so what's um what's your problem with kevin harvick i just don't like kevin harvick i've never liked him I don't know. It just he rubs me the wrong way. I wonder if, if uh, Grandpa Joey knows he's gonna retire this year. I don't know. I don't know. But you you might have to tell him that next time you talk to him. But yeah. So, but anyways, yeah. So NASCAR racing later on this afternoon in Atlanta. Uh, we'll see what happens. Our man Chase Elliott will be hopefully will get into the winner's circle because he's got to do something before the playoffs start. How many races are left? Uh, not many. I think I counted like five if I remember right. So he's got to do something, and he's got to do it quick. So, yep. 
So there you have it, NASCAR. Uh, a little bit of NASCAR talk that uh, we usually don't talk about. But with that, you know what time it is, my friend. A little over an hour. So you know what that means. Yeah. It means we got to start wrapping it up. So with that, we hope you enjoyed our show. We hope you had fun. And again, as always, this is Bloodline Sports. I love you. You're my pride and joy. And as always, Bloodline Sports, it's all relative. Let's go swimming now. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>